The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. Welcome to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is Smugglers 3, Derek, myself, Mike, and the champion, <laughs> Ken. What champion? Where, huh? You champ. <laughs> so how uh, how big was that Gamorrean guard you took down? 400 pounds. Uh, and that wasn't 400 wrestling pounds. That's how he was just about legit. He may, if anything, he's at 375, so he was close enough. <laughs> First time I've ever jumped off the top rope to hit anything. Or second rope, but still. I don't I do say, stuff off the ropes usually. So you, yeah, the, the footage you, you put up on our house didn't say second rope? When he when did he go off the ropes? Yeah. Well, I'm hitting a three four hundred pound guy. I gotta knock him down enough to stay keep him down. I did it twice in that match. I actually hit a shoulder, flying shoulder tackle from the second rope and I hit the elbow drop. So for someone who who usually does not do that, was that intimidating for you? Second rope isn't that bad. Top rope, second rope, because I can actually, you can get your balance by holding on to the top rope. Top rope is a totally different thing because you don't have anything to hold on to. You're just up there balancing. Except air. To hold yes. on to air. And hope that air doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> we hope. Um, check out the homepage, WookieRadio.net. Support our affiliates on the right-hand side, such as Bitty Boomers. Use code what, uh, Weeby Geeks for 15% off your purchase of great Bluetooth speakers. Uh, use code Wookie at Rebel Sabers for 10% off all your lightsaber needs. Uh, sorry, I'm distracted because I'm letting the dog. I say, speaking of the homepage, we have been promised that the homepage is supposed to get updated <laughs> at some point this year. Yes, it will be. Um, Someone who's already been off work a month. <laughs> almost. Um, Use code Wookie Radio at hanger-58.com for 10% off your purchase of performance shirts 
at Rebel Sabers. They got some new uh, key, key rings, both Boba and Django Fett key rings of the Slave One, the different color schemes, uh, the Y-Wing, which of course is Ryan's favorite ship. If you remember when Ryan was on the show, as he said, that's the closest to what he, he flies, which he's now flying the F-35, which is still almost like a fighter bomber. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, Jedi Star Cruiser, I believe. The Grand Republic Star Cruiser or Star Cruiser. Maybe the one that crashed? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the color schemes. It's white and black, which I thought I did regular Star Destroyer, but that that's actually red uh red and black because of the Imperial logo. Anyway, some new stuff coming there. Um and then as you heard in pre show Use code WeebyGeeks, which I'm going to have to add that. When he does the jersey, or does his name change for his company, I'll be, I'll be redoing and throwing in the, the code in, in the pre-roll. But actually, no, I got time. I'll, I'll just redo the, the pre-roll. Um, use code WeebyGeeks at JerseyNinja at JerseyNinja.com or hockey jersey, basketball jersey, performance wear, uh, etc. Some great stuff. Check them out. Uh, and that's Weeby Geeks for 10% off. If you have any topic ideas for us or any questions, email us at wookieradio at gmail.net or hit us up on f- social media at wookieradio. So Dave Filoni is going to be honored at the 51st Saturn Awards. It's amazing. They make him a VP and now he's like everywhere all the time. Well, with his, with the work he's done, I mean, he, he began his work at Lucasfilm back in 2005. Yeah. So we're, he's almost... 20 he years in he entered the, the jet he entered his apprenticeship to to jedi master lucas in 2005 yeah almost 25 years or almost 20 years there mm-hmm. amazing um i don't know that, from- um i think um similar to anakin i don't know that george lucas was actually given the title of master <laughs> you're right <laughs> he he he, he created uh, his own position he he is <laughs> Commonly known as the maker. Mm. Uh, yeah. But he started as an animator and runner, showrunner for one show, one lowly little show in all of Lucasfilm to becoming the second number two guy in all of the company. <laughs> well, at the Saturn Awards, he's going to be honored for his career achievements in animation and beyond with the George Powell Memorial Award. That's awesome. So, uh, according to Academy President Robert. Holquin and Saturn Awards producer Bradley and Kevin Marcus. Uh, Dave's work has had a profound impact on the Star Wars franchise, breathing new life into beloved characters and expanding the universe in exciting and unexpected ways. Uh, he is a true visionary in the world of animation and storytelling, and we're truly honored to bestow this special award to him. So I, I believe well earned. Yeah, a cool thing is if you scroll down and talk a little bit about this award, this is not an award that's given every year. They don't give this out all the time. It says that the, um, it's named for um, filmmaker and animator George Powell, who did War of the Worlds and the Time Machine. But the George Powell Memorial Award is presented on the rare occasions or presented on rare occasions to a filmmaker who embodies a sense of wonder, imagination and mastery of the fantastic in cinematic storytelling. So it's one of those that the award is given out. If it's earned. Uh, previously, Lucasfilm 
President Kathleen Kennedy has won the award. Mm-hmm. Well, don't like tell fans people, that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that give her, criticize her and stuff, but the, it's like you don't realize everything that we've ever loved. <laughs> she was the producer. Yeah, yeah. She was involved in just about everything we've ever loved. Right. Um, Go back and look at the TV page before you start criticizing her. <laughs> Are you asking? Like, she 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 was the money man, so to speak, for a lot of stuff for for Spielberg. That was her role within, you know, Amblin which with Spielberg, Marshall and, and her. She was the money person. Mm-hmm. Uh now Kathleen Kennedy got her award back in nineteen ninety seven. Her husband, Frank Marshall, got his in ninety three. Uh before that, um person who's responsible for trekking through the stars. Gene Roddenberry got his in 1992. Mm. Uh, Robert Zemeckis in 1995. Stan Winston, I believe, effects guru. Yes. 94. Uh, John Carpenter, 96. Ray Bradbury in 99. Mm. Uh, Sam Raimi got one, 2001. Cool. Ridley Scott in 2004. Uh, Gilmero del Toro in 2008. 2008. Uh, back in the 70s, uh, Faye Ray got one in 75. They gave out four in 75. Wow. So first year, or first time they do it, it's in 75, they give out four. And after that, uh, looks like just one a year. Nope. There were two, three in 94. Uh, Wild Chang, Gene Warren, and Sam Winston. I don't, I don't like to brag, but in '75 I was one years old when I got mine. So I was. <laughs> well, if it's this time of year, I was four. <laughs> I will have turned five. Uh, in the 2010s, Martin Scorsese in 2012, and Simon Ginberg in 2015. So the last <laughs> time one was given was in 2015. Ah, cool. So this is going to be the first one given in the 2020s. Yeah. So eight years. Like the nineties looked like they were they were basically catching up with all the guys that made all the great stuff in the eighties. Oh yeah. Because right. then they slowed down again. But there there was still a lot of great stuff that oh, yeah. well, these people like, were putting out in the nineties. Well, this is something that if you look at that list, I didn't I didn't hear Lucas or Spielberg on that list. No. Mm. Interesting. No. Uh now the Saturn Awards is the Academy of Science Fiction. Fantasy and horror films, um, they're the ones who run the Saturn, Saturn Award. Mm-hmm. So It's basically the sci-fi Oscars. Sp- speaking, genre Oscars. More or less, yeah. Speaking of which, check out uh, the latest episode of Weeby Geeks, where we have Kate Patel and Chad Farron of the movie Scalper, the independent horror film. Ah. That was a fun interview, too. Yeah. Great times. Did anybody get scalped live on the show? No, you'll have to tune in to find out. But we do talk about the most unique horror killings. And on my list, I can't say for Derek's list, but on my list, they had the number two most unique horror kill. We'll talk about it off air. Ah. Um, continuing on with awards, Star Wars Visions has been nominated for six Annie Awards. Uh, so volume two has been nominated for six. Uh, featuring shorts created by studios around the world in a variety of styles recognized in the following categories. Best effects media or best effects TV slash media episode Sith 
I remember that one. Oh, that's almost the. That's I think that's the very first one. That one I think if it, if it's the one I'm thinking of, which was the first episode, that was an amazing episode. I, I really loved it. Uh, best character animation episode. I am your mother. Uh, I want to say that's the one from the Wallace and Gromit group. Maybe. I've only seen them, like I said before, I got to go back and rewatch through Visions anyway. I, I, I want to yeah. watch both, Volume 1 and Volume 2 again. Um, best Direction for TV and Media, Episode Screechers Reach. Best Music, TV and Mi- Media, Episode All You Song. Best Production Design, TV and Media, Episode Sith. And Best Editorial, TV Media, Screechers Reach. So Screechers Reach and Sith have an opportunity to walk away with two awards. So one, two, three, four, four out of the eight episodes nominated. It's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. And two of those four uh, double awards, potentially. So uh, the Annies are the highest honor anyone who has dedicated their lives and development of their professional craft to the imaginative world of animation. Says series executive producer and senior vice president franchise content and strategy, James Waugh. Star Wars Visions is a celebration of the animation community and Lucasfilm's love of animation. To get six is the highest of honors. We are so proud of the amazing talent who worked on this show and so happy for the recognition. Uh, the Annie Awards are amongst the world's highest honors in the field of animation. Uh the 51st annual Annie Awards will take place February 17th. That's the day before my birthday. Happy early birthday. Thanks. I'm going to be 20. Woohoo! Liar. <laughs> In my dreams. You, you said you're going to be how old again? 20. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. <laughs> um, now... Disney Plus, which launched back November 12th, 2019. I'm sending to your terminals now. Uh, it's had a, a great selection of Star Wars products, movies, series, shorts, and specials. Uh, but here is the full Star Wars lineup as it stands as of January 13th, 2024 on Disney Plus. It's interesting because... Um as you get through it, but there's some big documentaries that never have not made it here yet. You still have to, you have to, um, catch them on the Blu-ray or DVD sets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, live action series, Ahsoka, the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Andor movies, Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, the Phantom Menace, Pack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, the Clone Wars, which is the animated movie, The Force Awakens, Rogue One, The Star Wars Story, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I wonder how they decided to do this list or just randomly run through it. Uh, They're not not by any kind of actual... um, Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They are by release order. They are by release order. Oh, okay. And I know some of... Clone Wars threw me off. Yeah, because Clone Wars came out in 2010. Yeah. No. 2012. Seven. Seven. No. Premiered no. in 2007. No. Yeah. We are that old. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Hang on. <laughs> you can't be. 
It's Eric's laughing because he knows I'm right. <laughs> 2008. Okay. But 2010 is when season two, season three dropped. And okay. I, and I have I have the finger. I have all of the finger skateboards from McDonald's because I got my very first yeah. one at Celebration. When I went to McDonald's to ask, how do you know about that? It hasn't been announced yet. It's like, uh, yeah, it was at Star Wars Celebration. I've got hey. one already. Where did you steal that from? It was given to me at Celebration. Are you sure? At that point, they're like, what's Celebration? <clears throat> around here? Yeah. Even though it, it had been talked about on the news and everything else around here. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's Celebration. Big Star Wars convention. Um, now, documentaries. Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, Master and Apprentice, a special look at Ahsoka. That one's a short one. Yeah, that was like that was a teaser before Ahsoka came out. They still yeah. not really well. Ahsoka's still no, it's been out for a while now. We should be getting a gallery series by now. That kind of is the gallery, it, and that yeah, came out. And that came out minutes. actually between episode one and two. But it's still, it's only like a ten minutes or less. So yeah, uh, Light and Magic, which is actually a pretty cool one. I got to see that one still. Uh, Disney Gallery, The Book of Boba Fett, Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, Jedi's Return, that was great. Empire of Dreams, which is on the first Blu-ray set, if you got all nine discs. Uh, The Story of the Star Wars Trilogy, also another great. I believe it was also on the first DVD set that was released. Was it? Yeah. I have have it it elsewhere, not just on the Blu-rays. I have to check. I've got the majority of the DVDs oh. and Blu-rays. Man, these are all links, so it'll take me to the. Um, oh no, it's taking me to Disney Plus. That figures. Yeah, I'll find it though. It was put out in two thousand four. Uh, two thousand four. Yeah, it was made in two thousand four. Or it was made in two thousand four. That puts it Man. before Revenge of the Sith. What? It was made for the bonus disc for the um, DVD box set of the original trilogy. Okay. From 2004. Yeah, that came out right before uh, Revenge of the Sith because that was 2005. Then A&D actually um, shortened it up a little bit and put it on their network that fall. Right. And then um, there's 90 a, minutes. Um, the full doc is like two hours. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, anime series. The Bad Batch. Young Jedi Adventures. Tales of the Jedi. Which can't wait for season two. Visions. The Clone Wars. Rebels and Resistance, which I'm surprised Resistance is still up, but they took off Willow. Well, that's because Resistance is actually still Star Wars, is Star Wars content. Yeah. Is standalone. And more than likely, uh, Disney's been working with, um, if you look, Disney and um, Warner Brothers, all of them are working with everybody. I would not be surprised to see Willow show up somewhere else. It's probably one of those deals they made with Netflix or with Amazon or somewhere. Yeah. I never got a chance to watch it. So Actually, I watched I like two episodes. If I would not be surprised if one of those um, networks decided to um, make a second season, depending on how it how it hits when it drops on um, on their streaming platform. Right, but I would have thought it would have stayed on Disney, considering it was a Lucasfilm project. Yeah, well, it, so, it, it didn't do well on um, Disney. Remember, it's because it snuck out there because there wasn't a lot of marketing for it. Uh, mm, that's not the only reason. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, else. Again, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak, but I've not heard a lot of great things about it. I was yeah. watching the, I, I've watched the first two episodes. That's as far as I got. And I started it the week that they took it down. Um, 
Now specials, there's the Lego Star Wars, the new Yoda Chronicles, Clash of Skywalkers, Duel of the Skywalkers, Escape from the Jedi Temple, Race for the Holocrons, Radar Coruscant, the Star Wars, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, make sure you get the Lego in front of that. Lego Star Wars <laughs> Terrifying Tales. Which the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special was okay. Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, I enjoyed. Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, I loved because it takes place because the current timeline takes place on the Halcyon. Yeah. Uh Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Adventure Awaits, which is Wasn't that the ABC special? They also had done an ABC special. Uh animated miniseries, Lego Star Wars All Stars, Lego Star Wars Droid Tales, Lego Star Wars The Resistance Rises, Animated Shorts. Star Wars Young Jedi Adventure Shorts, Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventure Shorts, which I enjoyed that series. Wait a minute. Is The Freemaker Adventures not on here anymore? They were all shorts. I thought they had, no, they were actually full-length shows, I thought. Uh-uh. They were shorts, I believe. See, I thought The, Le- the Freemaker Adventures was actually full-length shows, because they were like on Cartoon Network or something. Um, there's the one season. You know you are correct. The, the actual series is not on here. Well, it's not on this list. Hang on. Let me look. No, it, it's um, while you're doing what that. they pull that down? Lego Star Wars All-Stars shorts, Star Wars blips, Star Wars Forces of Destiny, Star Wars Rebels shorts, which I enjoyed those. And then they also did a lot of audio shorts uh, with the Holonet, Holonet News stuff. Those were awesome as well. Um, and then Zen, Grogu, and Dust Bunnies, which is actually cute. Um, vintage Collection, Caravan of Courage, and Ewok Adventure, who we've had Eric Walker on the show from that. Uh, Ewoks, The Battle for Endor, The Story of the Faithful Wookiee, which is from- Yeah, the Freemaker Adventures is actually still on here. It's got uh, two seasons on. Uh, it just did, somehow it didn't make this list. So we will go back and add that to animated series. The Freemaker yeah. Adventures, Lego Star Wars Freemaker Adventures, uh, Ewoks, Droids, Clone Wars 2D Micro Series Volumes 1 and 2. Uh, of course, the story of the faithful Wookiee is the half hour cartoon from the Star Wars Holiday Special that came out in 1977. If they can put that up, they can put up the rest of the special. I agree. I agree. You know, they have the masters somewhere. They're just sitting on it. Still. Oh, yeah. Uh, additive content. I don't care how much they say that they were all destroyed. Additive content. Sabine's Lofi, which is kind of cool. It, it's almost, we put it up around, instead of the, the themed Yule Log this year at Christmas, on Christmas Eve, we did the Lothcat. It's just a Lothcat sleeping. Yeah. But the music's awesome. Uh, Star Wars Biomes, which I love Biomes. I throw that on every now and then. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> Uh, Galaxy of Sounds and Vehicle Fly-Throughs. Vehicle fl- Fly-Throughs are are almost too quick for me. And, and yeah. I wish they, they had a little bit more detail than what they do. Yeah. Falcon was too quick. Star Destroyer mm. wasn't enough. But I think that's the only two they, they've done. I don't know, but well, all of these ones under the additive content is really stuff that's designed to be like running in the background while you're doing other things. Yeah. Oh, that's why I love I anybody, that Lothcat um, Lo-Fi, I think, is like a four-hour th- I don't know who's going to sit it's there for four hours. hours just watch two it. hours. Okay, but sit there and just watch it sleep for two hours. Again, we, we put it up around yeah, Christmas time. Yeah, you had all the things you were doing. Yeah, yeah uh, with the fly-throughs, there's only two. 
Star Destroyer and the Falcon. The okay. Falcon's more detailed than the Star Destroyer. Yeah. It's like watching the Falcons, like, oh, okay, cool. Star Destroyer? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and actually, if you go to um, Star Wars' YouTube page, they have a bunch of those lo-fi videos. Yeah. They put up, actually, within the last five months, they put up um, one of just quiet a quiet moment with Mon Mothma for an hour. <laughs> Starlight Beacon. Uh, a view from Kenobi's cave. And then yes. the Lost Cat. Yeah. Then they got um, Nyamo's Beach. See, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the other Star Wars lo-fi's that that they've thrown on YouTube to start showing yeah. up on. Here's one Disney Plus. Day lo-fi. Most of these I haven't are watched that yet. They're not even. Li- they're not live. No, it, it's CGI animation. Yeah, <laughs> they have all kinds of these as I'm flipping through this. Yeah, I mean the lo-fi series is great. I I almost wish they would throw them up, throw them all up on on Disney Plus as a whole set. You know whole section because they could continue because i want to say they met uh disney may have other lo-fis for disney and marvel and stuff like that oh, if yeah, not yeah, it's yeah. a great thing for them to be doing so uh but with galaxy of sounds you've got wonder excitement dark side light side beeps connections and oddities isn't that series the one that um kind of focuses on the sound effects and stuff? I mean, it yeah. has the uh, music with it, but it's it it's mainly on, uh, it's mainly the effects. The effect. Yeah. So you have like Vader's helmet coming together from Revenge of the Sith, so you hear that whining. Yeah, it, it's with me being an audio engineer and wanting to do sound effects and whatnot, it's a gr- I love that that show. If there wasn't all the music, I'd be sitting down with my iPad recording a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and then coming back and trying to to rip it for for stuff for my personal collection. Um, so yeah, that's the different um, different things on uh, Star Wars. There's plenty of space for more stuff though, because they have hours and hours and hours more content that is not up there yet. Yeah, um, decided to do it. What else is missing that didn't get listed? A lot of the documentaries, like. All of the, um, yeah, all of the uh, prequel documentaries. Because you got to think it, he was filming everything during the making of the prequels, right? None of those are up here. Well, no, I'm I'm trying None to of think the documentaries like the making of and stuff from like the eighties. None no. of that's on here. Oh, what I mean is some of the stuff. What I'm trying to think. What's on Disney Plus now that did not make the list, such as oh. uh, Freemakers and stuff. I don't know. I didn't look through a whole list on Disney Plus. I can go look now. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing a quick scan. There's the Freemaker Adventures. How they got overlooked, I don't This is comicbook.com and they don't. No, this one's actually from StarWars.com, which is surprising. It, I'm surprised that, that StarWars.com put this list up. Because this list um, is, I mean, they just put this up, what, on the 13th? It's like everybody who goes to StarWars.com pretty much already has Disney Plus. Yeah. It's almost like this whole article is just trying to sell you on Disney Plus again. Well, I, I think it's also there to to uh, hey, you're looking for something Star Wars. Here's the entire catalog that's on Disney Plus. We're gonna make it easy for you. That way, if there's something specific, you can just go and type it in. But again, they left off remake our adventures. <laughs> Maybe they really don't want you to see that. <laughs> Maybe. I, see, I think that's wrong because it. It was a great series. Uh, wait a minute. Is this one there? 
I've never watched it. So. Well, go on Disney Plus and you can start watching it. Maybe that needs to be part of the chronological. Maybe we need to do a Star that, Wars chronological. No, that goes into <laughs> after everything that goes else. Into the <laughs> at the end, the appendices at the end are not quite canon, but it still could be fun. Yeah. So twenty years when we finish up the chronological, because <laughs> you know we got another three years before we get through with the Clone Wars or more. You know it. Um. Now, maybe if somebody wasn't so busy wrestling so much, we could do it more often. Hey. <laughs> uh, this week in comics, Bounty Hunters has come to a close after oh. forty-two issues. Right. Um, but apparently this takes us right up into um, Return of the Jedi, which I think they're getting ready to do post-Return of the Jedi in the comics as well. And I did get from somebody attached to Afra, which Star Wars Dr. Afra is ending, I did get a tease of what's coming next. Oh, yeah? Yep. But I gotta wait. Uh, but the author... Of this series, or the not the author, the writer of the series, because it's writers and comics, authors and novels. Uh, Ethan Sachs. I am actually working on getting on the show. Woohoo! Um, but apparently, there is a tie of an unexpected. A fan favorite bounty hunter had an unexpected connection to Han Solo's Carbonite Rescue, and believe it or not, we are not talking Boba Fett. Well, that's because he was the one that put him in the Carbonite, or um, kept him in the Carbonite. This is another bounty hunter who originally debuted back in 1978 and then was brought into canon with, well, they say was brought into official canon with bounty hunters, which is wrong. It was officially brought into canon with Star Wars Imperial Academy. That's where he was brought back into canon. And that's Baylor Valance. I've never heard of him. Valance? He's the cyborg. Remember, I've not read much in the way of the comics. Oh, man. He, he, he's almost like a cyborg bounty hunter. And how that happens, because um, on a mission with Solo, and it goes back to uh, not Imperial Academy, Imperial Cadet, Solo Imperial Cadet, uh, you find out how Solo was kicked out of the Academy. That's because instead of leaving Valance there to die... After his TIE fighter went down, they were just going to leave him. He went back and, and rescued him and brought him back. And for disobeying orders and such, he got kicked out of the academy. And then we see him where where we see him in Solo uh, on Mudbank, you know, going through that world. Um, but again, you know, they're saying he was officially brought into canon in Bounty Hunters. Oh, go back and check again, comicbook.com. It was Solo Imperial Cadet. Is where he, he brought back into canon. Um, but bounty hunters, which solidified his connection to Solo in their early years, uh, with the events of bounty hunters often running parallel to other major events without much overlap. The final episode cha- or final issue changes all of that. So I don't want to go into too much more, but um, apparently. It's Valance who helps tip off Leia and Chewie and Luke of, yes, Solo is in Jabba's palace. Hmm. So, um, so yeah. 
See, I always thought headcanon wise that um, it was more of just they had to wait for Han to get there because everybody already knew where Jabba was. Yeah. Yeah, that, that too. Well, Valis goes in and challenges uh, this one droid that apparently uh, Jabba has. Mm. And by taking out that droid, um, according to this, the, this battle not only allowing Valence to showcase his fighting skills to prove to Jabba and Boba Fett why they should stay out of his way, but we also learn that Valence neutralized the droid to make it easier for Luke, Leia, and Chewie to infiltrate the palace to rescue Han. <clears throat> so. Did they pay him for that? I don't know. I'm sure I, they probably did. I, I would hope so. I'm sure he didn't do it out of the goodness of his heart. Unless he's do, unless he was doing it as a favor, returning the favor from when Han saved him. Well, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, Diego, Diego, Diego Luna, you have a surprising season two update. Uh, he says that he has seven days left of shooting Andor, uh, according to Variety. The good thing about Andor is we know it has an ending. It's nice to work knowing there's an ending. You can aim for something. Well, we knew when they made the first season that they're, they're, um, they created it to be a two-season show. Right. And we knew it was going to be 24 episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I remember correctly from what, everything they were saying, Season one was going to take place over one year. Season two was going to take place over four years because the whole thing was going to bridge the gap of five years from the start of episode one to the end of episode 24, cover the five year gap before Rogue One happens when we first see him in Rogue One. And and it's so funny. I keep seeing on Facebook, well, how many episodes is the end or going to be? And people are going six. Like, uh, no, it's 12. They've always said it's going to be 12. It's not going to be six. If it was six, they'd be done already. <laughs> With as long as they've been filming, <laughs> it's twelve. Always has I been. Always will be. Already filming on this. Yeah, they were filming a lot of stuff in England. Oh yeah, they during, were filming in England during the strike. Yeah, using English actors and stuff. So, um, Gil, uh, now according to Tony Gilroy, the show's second set of episodes are just harrowing, are just as harrowing as the first. So fans will be able to expect a similar tone vibe when they return to the series sometime in 2025. Now, obviously, with season two, we're going to get more of this, the speed and pace of the last half of season one, which is perfect. Yeah. But the pace of the, pace of the first half was ideal, too, because there was quite a bit of backstory that did need to be told. And it wasn't it wasn't Joss Whedon slow. <laughs> You know, when you look at Firefly, when you look at first half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where it takes six, seven episodes before it picks up. Because you got to stretch it out. But no, there was a lot of backstory to cover before we get into the full meat. And, and to cover the backstory in three episodes, almost four, and then start heading into the, you know, and that's just for Andor. And then you got to start, and then you got two more episodes wrapping up the backstory of, uh, one security officer and his mission. It, it, it was it was done right. It was ideal. 
So, um, according to Gilroy, it's going to be the same tone. It's going to be hopefully the same quality, same attention and detail, and all the rest of the things that people got used to. There's two things that are very distinctly different. One is that the show is about Cassian becoming a revolutionary. His commitment to the cause is not going to be that much in doubt over the next four years. That's the second difference. We're going to be covering four years. Every every time we do three episodes in the second half, we will jump ahead a year. So episodes 13, 14, 15 will be four years out. 16, 17, 18, three years out. 19, 20, 21, two years out. 21, 22, or 22, 23, 24, one year up to or that final year. So uh, when we come back to the show for part two, it will be a year later. We'll do three episodes and then we'll jump a year. Then we'll do three episodes and then we'll jump a year on that. The last year will be the, the year that takes us into Rogue One. We have some pretty interesting storytelling opportunities. I'd be curious if anybody else has ever done it, done it before. We can't think of a show where someone did that. The closest I could come to, not the year jumps like this, like what they're doing, but the the storytelling, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, they're next to the last season when they did it in what they call pods, before they jumped to space. It's that season before they, they jump ahead in time to space. Yeah. With the dark hold and all that. Yeah. Yeah. They they did it in, in pods, what they call pods. It was like three eight-episode pods. Trying to think what other, you know, the other show I can think of with the time jumps at all like this, or not like this, but time jumps would be like Star Trek Discovery, or um, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. There, yeah, I'm not Thrones, but to do it the way they're doing it, I agree. I don't think there's been anyone else. So, young. Speaking of shows coming to Disney Plus or that are on Disney Plus. Young Jedi Adventures confirms a February return with a new trailer. February, you got to go back and watch the show. February 14th, a all new fresh adventures can be seen on Disney Plus and Disney Junior, along with other household favorites like Spidey and his amazing friends and Disney Junior's Ariel later this year. Now fans should know what that these new episodes serve as a continuation from the first season of the Emmy Award winning animated series. For newcomers, you should probably be aware that our heroes, Kai Brightstar, Liz Soleil, and Nubs, Nubs cute, what Lucasfilm did with promotion of Nubs, Warner Brothers should have done with Bebo from League, from uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, but that was back when Warner Brothers was still being run by the really old guys on the board. Yeah. Uh, Now, of course, our heroes are are training to be Jedi in the High Republic period. Uh, And yes, these show. These episodes are all canon. Um, the new trailer is available on YouTube. Want to check it out? Um, according to executive producer and Lucasfilm's VP of Animation Development, Josh Rhymes, uh, the entire creative team is thrilled that audiences, critics, and award groups have warmly embraced these stories and their core values of teamwork, friendship, and understanding. It, I think, is also a way of sharing. And introducing the Star Wars message to kids, to younger kids who may not be really old enough to go watch the films, but sure. get but get excited and get hyped for Star Wars. Yeah, because it's kids looking at kids who are slightly older than them. 
So, uh, according to James Wog, uh, who is the executive producer, we, we knew that we wanted to push this space and knew that we wanted that we thought there was an opportunity to to create an incredible on ramp to bring younger demos into Star Wars and share the galaxy and introduce those storytelling values to kids earlier. But we wanted to do it right, and we knew we had to make sure it still kept the soul and quality and expectations of what a good Star Wars could be, while translating to something that appeals to a demo that reacts to brighter things and different runtimes, which is perfect. I mean, it's it's too many episodes per episode. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you know, the, the demographic that they're targeting, kids have, if they watch half of the episode, half of the full episode or one of the two stories and walk away, they'll come back later and watch the other half. Zoe did it all the time when she was younger with all the different shows that she used to watch that were set up the same way, like Doc McStuffin. It was a two, like two episode or two minis per episode. Every time she would pay attention to one, and unless she was really drawn into the episode, She'll watch the second one. If not, she she'd go off, do something else. And then when the show would re-air, she'd ignore the first half and watch the second half later. Well, they would have, um, when we were growing up, they did the same thing with like the old um, Looney Tunes TV shows and stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the original superhero cartoons from the 60s were all um, shorts that were packaged together. Yeah. Super Friends had a couple seasons that were like that. They all had like five and seven minute um, yeah. mini episodes in them. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, it's uh, Michael Olson, who's one of the writers. Uh, it was my goal to make sure that the show felt elevated and was something that felt aspirational for kids while still feeling it belonged in the same Star Wars galaxy as Clone Wars or the Bad Batch. Uh, it was a challenge, but a wonderful opportunity too. The thing I love most about this audience is that you know if it's working with them. They are a very engaged and passionate audience and getting an opportunity to create Characters that are swashbuckling, fun, and enthusiastic is a gift. Then get to marry that with all the trappings of Star Wars, like the music, starships, lightsabers, and Jedi lore is all mind-blowing. So, yeah. Um, I I gotta sit down and actually watch these. And my last story that I've got is Star Wars Jedi Survivor Update adds a new feature. You know about this? Yeah, this looks interesting. I didn't know anything about it, so I started reading through this a little bit. And it looks like it's actually going to be for Xbox and PlayStation also. Uh, why don't you go ahead? Um, well, it looks like as of today, as of today, as this was, um, this article was put out on the 11th, so it should already be up for anybody playing Jedi Survivor. There's um, the new patch 8 was released for PlayStation, Xbox, and for PC. Now, it says there's, um, it introduces two new features and several improvements to the slow motion feature. Um, to make it more accessible to even more players. First thing is, I guess there's a new high contrast mode that allows players to um, desaturate the environment and use colors specifically for narrative and gameplay elements, making them stand out more. So I'm not sure how that works. I'll have to um, next time I log in, I'll have to play with that to figure out what it is. Um, there's a new audio ping feature, which looks like it's a um, kind of an echolocation, so you can um, actively ping the environment, giving the, you're the ability to echolocate objects in um, interact interactable elements nearby, which is going to be great because um, you've played some of this already, haven't you, Mike? No, not yet. I, well, at this point in time, I'm going to have to upgrade my tower. 
Well, the main planet you're on has these giant, vast expanses that um, have like seeds you got to find and stuff in the uh, off in the weeds. This makes it a lot easier to find that type of thing. Seeds in the weeds? Yes. <laughs> well, they have that, that's uh, not good, on top man. of the saloon that you base is your home base. You have um, gardens that you can pick up seeds throughout the game and plant them in the garden. So this will help with things like that. Well, you, first game, Fallen Order. You you picked up seeds because you planted them in the little geranium in the in the shed. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But you well, didn't the, you they, didn't find those in the weeds. Yeah, the, and, these and to, are and to, and to find seeds in the weeds. You're you're going to hear from Cheech and Chong about that. It's supposed yeah. to be a no no. Depends on where you're at now. Yeah, true. Now the echo locate didn't they do that in one of the Dark Forces? Serious. Other games that have had it. So, to say, I thought they did that in in uh, in the later games of the Dark Forces series. It's possible. I've not played through that most of those games yet. I'm not a big first person shooter guy. Um, then the last thing they have here was um, it also this update also includes additional slow mo presets. Uh, with the new implementation, players can toggle between their own custom value and three new presets. Usually, you just um, it builds up in your th- um, controls. You can see there's like a um, power bar. Once you get to the top, you can um, hit the slow-mo, and then for like 20 or 30 seconds, everything goes to a dead crawl, so you can actually you can move at full speed where everything else is moving in slow motion. Uh, if I remember right, in Fallen Order, that was the Jedi Focus? Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Well, it says here the presets for it are now at 30%, 50%, or 75%. And they're available through the shortcut menu. This will allow users to switch between multiple different slow-mo values and not just the custom value and the default game speed. So um, you can actually go to uh, Jedi Survivor's website, official website to get more actual full-on information about these. Okay. So it says there's also, just like they've done for all of these, the patch also has some fixes for performance and stability across all platforms. So basically fixing glitches that they found or the players have found. So, yeah, these are new new stuff that I'm going to have to check out as soon as I get a chance to sit back down and play. I'm probably 60 to 75% done, finally. <laughs> so, oh, that's cool. But I, but I creep my way through it as I'm going. If I'm able to, I get everything I can before I move on. Yeah, I'm like that, too. Yeah, if there's stuff that I know I can't get to, I'll, I'll move on. Because it's either I'm coming back to that planet to, yeah. later. But, like, with the Legos, like, doing that with the Lego games. Or stuff I couldn't reach, it's like, all right, I know... I reach this stuff with other characters in the free play mode. Yeah, where you're, it's like it's obviously um, I don't have the right abilities to do this yet. Right. Yeah. So, um, that's all I got, guys. Yeah, We're I didn't st- see anything. I'm I'm surprised we got all that off of. I was looking at the Dave Filoni Saturn Awards story. It was the only thing I saw when I was flipping through. Yeah, I didn't really see anything major. So I'm because we still got some time to kill. Here we go. Uh oh. Uh oh. It is time for. This is from the, uh, the chat pack. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. That uh, are you getting scared we, too, Derek? No, had, I actually. That we've had the creator. Actually, kind of had a feeling that's what he was going for. I was hoping that's where he was going for. <laughs> Sorry, Ken, but just because you wanted it. Worse than the Spanish Inquisition. 
Um, this is actually card number 76, and it's from the force category. Which negative emotion would you struggle with most if you were a Jedi Knight? We're all, we're all the same. Uh, I would say, what have I said in the past? <laughs> um, I take it you've had the story before or that topic before? Uh, me and Chris have been doing the chat packs on Keepers of the Fringe for quite some time now. <laughs> We're almost done the whole thing. <laughs> trying to think how to word what I'm think what I the one I'm thinking of. Just, just let it neg- just let it flow. Negative emotion. Yeah, I would say um, self doubt. That's kind of the direction I was going with too. Okay, why? 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 Why self doubt? We're podcasters sitting behind a microphone anonymously on the internet. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm trying to pull out conversation here. <laughs> because that's my... Um, <laughs> that's your story and you're sticking to it. Mm-hmm. No, because that that would be my... Uh, probably the thing that affects me the most overall. Yeah, it's what usually slows me down from doing stuff. I mean, yeah, I have, I'm a pro wrestler and I'm an actor and I'm a stuntman and I'm out there doing all this stuff. But all that stuff is I'm doing a character. That's right. not me. Yeah. Even in the wrestling ring, it, the character is based on me, but that's not me. Right. So it's a lot harder to be yourself out there doing stuff in front of people and being fully confident that you're going to um, pull off what you're trying to do when it's just you. <laughs> right. Uh, for me, it's impatience. Mm. I right now my I'm impatient with a lot of things. Biggest thing right now is I'm impatient about my recovery. Yeah, you know, I I had a follow up today and got the stitches removed out of my foot, and I'm like, cool. There's no pin. I still got you know. Obviously, I got the screws in in the one toe. So each foot has a toe that's screwed twice. It has two <laughs> screws in it. Um, I'm like, I don't have a pin. Stitches come out. Cool. I I told him. I told Melissa, I said, I want to hear the words weight bearing, where I could be weight bearing on my foot. Well, I heard those two words, but I also heard the word non in front of them. <laughs> like, like for how long? Two more weeks. Like, and kill him. Absolutely kill him. No, what he really wanted to know is when is he allowed to put his skates back on? Uh, I know probably, I'm um, probably another month from that. It's going to be like in February before I can put my skates on and return back or return back to work. For sure. So, yeah. But, oh, believe me, wanting to go back to work and want to get the skates back on. <laughs> I've been Jones. <laughs> I really want to do, I actually want to do both. So, um, but no, impatience for me. And, like, impatient with people in the world. Uh, as Zoe says, and I, she might have gotten the phrase from me, I don't do well with stupid. <laughs> And, and and I I have very little patience for it. See that I've never I really don't have a problem with that or with anger. It's, it's like I I have the <clears throat> personal philosophy of you know what other people are allowed to be dumb. They're allowed to be um they're allowed to have the wrong opinion. That's fine. I don't have to tell them they're wrong or they got the wrong opinion it, or that they're just stupid. It's like you know what some people are just that way. It it. A wrong opinion doesn't bother me. Okay, it bothers me a little, but it, it, it doesn't drive me nuts. It's just being stupid. Yeah, uh, it's, just, it's just some people are like that. Let them be stupid, and I uh, just let it move on. Oh, there, there. Oh, I forgot. 
I understand what you're what you're talking about. But. Oh, we, we there there was someone at work, young kid from Puerto Rico, and we were talking about something, and, it, and Schwarzenegger comes up because I didn't know Schwarzenegger speak German, spoke German. I'm like, he's from Austria. Yeah, he speaks Austrian. Mm, Austria speaks German. There is no Austrian language, but German. No, Austria has you know, Austria has Austrian. No, they're referred to as Austrians, but they speak German. And just going through all that and some of the other, I mean, it's like someone who's but, supposed to be educated being stupid. But see, I see that as, you know, kind of, you didn't have to engage him in that. Just whatever. Yeah, you could have just let it go. I, yeah. I could have, but I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I, I could. It, I, I fell into the trap. I really did. See, that's what that's what you got to work on. It's just letting that go. You know, but, it's like you know what? Okay, but when, move on. But when there's that much stupid and stupidity around me, I get impatient because of like, come on, finish your comment so I could actually get through and and deal with because your stupid is in my way of me trying to do my job or me trying to or on the road driving. Your stupid is getting in my way. Of where I need to go. And well, here, yeah, here we are. Speed limit 70. And it's four lanes. Three of the four lanes, everyone's doing 45. And it's not the slow lane on the right. It's all the other three lanes that are supposed to be doing 70 for sure. And they're going 40, 45. Then you drive by them and you come and find out, oh, and you're expecting grandma, grandpa. No, it's whippersnappers. Young kids, it's like. You're close there, Derek. I am not. I am never going to be close to whippersnappers. Compared to my age, yes. Well, actually, you're not that far off my age. Ken's more of a whippersnapper than you are. But, you know, these kids who are like right out of high school, right out of college. Mike, I'm gonna get you a card with the Jedi, um, with a Jedi code on it. When these things happen, you can sit back and just recite the Jedi code. Yeah, I, really, I have on my iPad. Relax. You, you, you remember that uh, the Jedi Yoga book that we all got? Yeah, I have that. I ha- I have the digital oh, copy on my iPad. I use that a lot, and I believe we had. Uh, yes, we had the author of that. I can't remember her name. Yeah. Um. Was it Jenna Bush? No. No, I can look it up. It's on my phone here. I think it was because because Jenna just got married. Yeah, I was actually surprised that we got her because one, she was a great interview. I've always been a fan of her other stuff that she had done. I just didn't know if we Amy Ratcliffe. That's it, Amy Ratcliffe. But even even still, with Amy, she has done a lot. I I was surprised we we got her on the show. I was very happy we did because I I love her works. Whether it was stuff that she did for StarWars.com or other things, I, I've loved her stuff, and I love this book. There are times at work when I get super stressed out, I will read a couple of the pages and do the exercises on the pages to, to, to calm myself down, to try and center myself. You just got to remember out of your, um, and just recite the, there is no emotion, there is peace. There's no ignorance, there is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There's yeah. no chaos. Yeah. There is harmony. No, there's chaos. There is no death. There is the force. Just keep saying that to yourself over and over and over again. Also, it's okay to, you know, it's fine if you get a little frustrated at things and everything, but, you know, you got to learn to let it go. Yeah. 
People have the right to be dumb. I usually when I let it, usually when I'm dealing with it, I'm only dealing with it at the moment as it's happening. Once the moment's passed and I'm past it, I don't, I usually don't dwell on it. Only reason why I'm dwelling on it here is one, it's content for the show and it's explain why I have problems with stupid, my impatience. I'm, I'm getting hyped about it because I'm bringing up examples that have pissed me off. I, I'm trying my best not to dwell on. Also, what you call stupid may not always be as stupid as you think it is. Your stupid could be someone else's whole world. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. There, there are worlds getting in my way. <laughs> well, that's, you know. <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around you. No. That's the problem you have to deal with then. Exactly. You sit back, sit back and relax, and realize you know what you don't have control over everything. I have control of my car and where it's going. <laughs> not always. Yeah, if I'm capable of doing the speed limit, I'm going to do the speed limit. Not always, as he said. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least you don't have two different driving seasons: winter and orange barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Oh no, we 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 have two different driving seasons here. Rainy and non-rainy. Well, here it's even worse because now it's just all orange barrel year round. Down here, it's if it's if it's rainy, who speed limit could be seventy. Oh, it's raining. Everyone does twenty-five. That happens everywhere. It happens yeah. up here in Massachusetts. It's, it's like that's where I start with with my mantra of I'm one with the force, and the force is pissing me off. One with the force, and the force is pissing me off. <laughs> so we have self-doubt about impatient people. Uh, final thoughts, gentlemen. I have one. Oops. I have one final thought. Um, I want to give a little happy birthday shout out to uh, Mr. James Earl Jones. Yes. Ah. 93. Wow. I was hoping someone was going to do that. Because if not, I was going to. And that's today, actually, isn't it? Yes. As mm-hmm. we're recording today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wednesday. Yep. 17. Mm-hmm. Ken, final thoughts? I have nothing left. Well then, and for the sake of editing, I'm going to be fixing this later <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!